Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. So this week's lesson for me, my quick like life update is about self-control. So the discussion of self-control has to continue to come up amongst my friends and family. They say I can't, you know, control, or they say like you can't control what other people say, but you can control yourself. But I feel like this week was like, people were trying me and testing me on all levels. And I just felt like I was losing like the reins of myself a little bit. So... I noticed a lot of triggers. I noticed like a lot of societal pressures of like falling back into unnecessary habits. We'll just leave that at, (laughs) we'll just leave that there. And so like, luckily I had peer accountability and self-awareness to like realize, okay, you're going backwards or you, you about to go down the wrong track and you need to like reel it back in. So the lesson of the week is it's okay to lose control. But make sure you have like a safety net, a mental reminders, prayer, peer accountability partners, just to like guide you back on the right path so you don't end up backpedaling, stepping in a direction that you work too hard <laughs> to get out of. Okay. And so we'll just leave that in there. But um, just some quick uh, housekeeping rules. Make sure you subscribe and rate uh, my podcast on iTunes as well as you can also follow on SoundCloud so that you never miss a beat and we can continue to share the journeys of my guests to your loved ones and you as well. And then don't forget to follow me on social media at Fearless Kia on IG and Twitter. And don't be afraid to reach out. Like I'm you know, we're human. So like reach out. But let's get into today's podcast. Um, This week's guest is a true renaissance man known to captivate audiences, whether he is behind the DJ booth, working with fashion brands or through conversation via his podcast, The Art of Finesse. A native of Durham, North Carolina and graduate of Morehouse College, Kenneth moved to NYC in 2012 to begin his career within the fashion industry. Through growth and experience, Kenneth's interests have grown, and he is now focusing on the music. Kenneth has been recognized as one of NYC's hottest new DJs to watch by Afropunk and Blue Magazine, and featured in GQ, Details, and Elle Magazine, all while working as a fashion director for one of the world's largest retailers. Kenneth has DJed events for clients such as Dolce & Gabbana, Bad Boy Entertainment, Samsung, Grandma Ye, and Spike Lee, with a passion to entertain, connect, and inspire, Kenneth uses music, style, and conversation to live out his passions while bringing people of all backgrounds together as one. In a nutshell, Kenneth is out here securing the bag, people. <laughs> like, that was like, okay, yes, yes. The bag must be secured all times. <laughs> Kenneth, thank you so much for joining me. No, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So, I like to start out the conversation. Wait. Tell them where they can follow you, just in case they're like, oh, Kenneth out here, it, you know. <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Kenneth Carell. That's K-Y-R-E-L-L. Boom, just in case y'all need yeah. to know where he's where he's located, just in case you need <laughs> to know how to skirt back. Um, so I usually like to start the conversation with what is your biggest fear mm-hmm. or your deepest fear? So my biggest fear would be to, I guess, reach a level of success and not have anyone that I really love and that's been around since they want to share it with. Right. So it's like, 
you know, we out here working super hard, trying to secure the bag as much as possible. And I just fear that, like, you know, I'm not going to have my close friends that see me when I was, you know, out here struggling. And I want to be on the private jets and I want to be on these private islands with the people that really see me, like, saw me from day one. Not, like, people that you're like, oh, this is unfamiliar. Exactly. Who are you? Exactly. And how did this happen? So how do you prevent that fear from occurring? Like, what are you doing right now as you're continuing to, I mean, be successful in your DJing career as well as in your professional career in the fashion industry? How do you maintain those level of parameters and boundaries to not, you know, let those individuals who are not as close or day ones Mm -hmm. to you come into your life and kind of shift, like... Right. (laughs) Your circle, you know, Um, like your inner circle. I think it's really about, like making time and cultivating those relationships. You know, we're all so busy. We're, you know, still young here in New York City finding our way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you have to, like, you know, a friendship is work. Right. And if I'm reaching out to you to hang out or, you know, if you reach out to me, like, it just needs to be 50-50. And I understand, like, you know, as we're grinding and, right, really working on our hustles that we're not going to be able to spend as much time as we used to together. Right. But it's really about checking in and just making sure that we still have that open form of communication. Right. Does your fear stem from experience that you've seen with other people? Um, It has. And it's really honestly been something that's happening recently with me. Um, I guess the more I do and the more people begin to know who I am, it's like all these people are coming out the woodworks of like trying to be cool and it's it's no shade i'm i'm a very open person and like i right. love me like i love people and i have met some really cool people like recently but it's one of those things where it's like i don't want people to fall in love with my potential and not just who i am mm. as a person so pretty much like finding a balance yep between those things and not allowing it to become a reality mm-hmm. so just tell us a little bit about kind of how you turned your passion of like jumping into music, being that you started in the fashion industry, kind of how did you finesse okay, okay. <laughs> your way into the to the DJ industry, the music industry? Just kind of tell us, walk us through that journey for you. So it really started out as a joke. Um, you know, I went to school in Atlanta and when I go out or when I went out in Atlanta, I was used to like turning up. Like I would... Go to the club, leave the club, like, soaking wet, dancing my ass off, having a good time. And being in the fashion industry, like, I was always out at events, whether it be fashion week parties or just, like, you know, pop-up things here and there. And I was like, why are people so afraid to dance? And, like, everyone's, like, you know, being cute and, like, you know, in their own little world, which is all fine and dandy. And the sounds that I was hearing were just so redundant. And I'm like, there's so much amazing music out there. And I'm tired of going to these events and hearing the same shit. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I was about to say, them fashion events be like, yeah, oh, I mean, like, on, y'all, let's turn up. I know we look cute and I know we're right. trying to give a look. Yeah. But like. Yeah. And I think it's all about knowing, like, you know, of course, the DJ, you have to play for your client, you know. Correct. So I understand that. But at the same time, I wanted to expose my love for music um, to everyone else. And. I was talking to my friend about this and he was like, why don't you do it yourself? And I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, become a DJ. And I'm like, boy, shut up. <laughs> so like the next day, thank God for Amazon Prime, I ordered a small controller that was like $60 and I was on um, Snapchat and I was just playing around. My friend had reached out to me and was like, yo, I just started a happy hour. Like, come DJ it for me. Oh my God. I was like, bro, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so one thing led to another, like, 
long story short, two weeks later, I was at this happy hour DJing my first DJ set. And I remember leaving the venue probably around like 2 a.m. that night because it went on all night long. And I was like, wow, I think I finally found something that I'm insanely in love with, Mm. you know. And then from that day on, I just began to like, you know, study the craft more, do more research and just practice, practice, practice. And now it's crazy. Like a year and a half later, I've done so much with it and I'm transitioning to focus on it full time. How has DJing brought you happiness and centered you as an individual? So before I even got into DJing, like it, music was my therapy. Okay. Like it's a backdrop of pretty much everything I, I do, whether I'm happy or sad. Right. And it goes back to that quote, when you find something that you love doing, it doesn't feel like work. Mm. And that's legit what it feels like. Like when I have a, a gig, it's like I show up, I play music, I connect with the crowd, like I feed off their energy and mm-hmm. I go home like, yo, damn, I just got a check for doing something that I love. Right. And that's that's how I knew it was something that I wanted to pursue. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like I wake up thinking about it. I go to sleep thinking about it. I'm always digging for new music and new artists. I'm always at home practicing. So it's crazy how life shifts because this is like my sixth year in New York City and I've tried so many things, but I finally feel like I found my lane. Mm, yeah. How did you feel when you were going into that first gig and were you <laughs> were you scared were you nervous did you did you know take us through that like kind of emotion or thought process as you were it was everything nervous? like it was a lot of emotions i was anxious i was excited i was nervous um but i was like you know what it's either i'm gonna do this or i'm not Fact. and i'm a people person i was like you know what I think i have a great taste in music so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna play what i love and the thing was the name of the event that I first started out was um, Trappy Hour Uptown in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm from Atlanta. I'm about to pull out these gems. You know, like, <laughs> we about to take it back to Young Bloods. We about to, like, right. play some GZ, some TI. Yes. And the crowd was just so receptive. And, like, I had no idea what I was doing, but it just worked out. It and worked you out. knew, like, I have a pulse. Yeah. what people want to hear. Exactly. And the type of vibes that they're looking for. I was like, for. damn, I, maybe I can run with this and do something with it. So talk about, like maintaining those like like you said it doesn't feel like a job but of course if you have gigs you're mm-hmm. working gigs and you work a nine to five right. how do you balance your passion both passions because yeah. i'm assuming that you're still passionate uh, passionate in fashion as well like how do you balance both of those it's, lanes <laughs> at first it wasn't too big of a like Difficult situation because the gigs I were getting were more so like weekend gigs and it was like one here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, but like as I guess I'm getting better and more known, it's like I'm DJing every weekend, like sometimes like four events a weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, and now people are reaching out to me to DJ things like during the week. And I do have a nine to five right now, um, but it's one of those things where this is something that I am willing to compromise a little bit of my being comfortable to mm-hmm. focus on this and that's what i'm transitioning to do now to focus on the music full time but it's really been a struggle it's like i go to work from nine to five nine to six whatever i come home i'm practicing or i'm running straight from the office changing in the bathroom to go to a gig right like scheduling is crazy and then on top of that i still do like a lot of work with brands in terms of like creative consulting right. so it's like my calendar is insane but <laughs> By the grace of God and, you know, my G-chat suite, I've been able to 
maintain. maintain it. Oh, okay. Come on, right. Next thing you know, we're going to have to get you an assistant. I okay. Need you <laughs> he is booked, okay? Right. So now I'm going to transition a little bit about you personally. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel as though you're sacrificing other areas of goals or aspirations that you may have for yourself as you are, you know, maintaining this new career, you know, this new passion that's becoming a level of income as well as your nine to five. Do you, do you feel like there's an area of a void that you still are looking to fill that you may not be able to manage right now? Or have you found that, you know, that there's been, I don't want to say this gray area, but there's been some kind of like, I'm happy, right? I mm-hmm. enjoy what I'm doing, but there's still this piece yeah. that I'm like, oh, like, I can't get this together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why this not happening together? Like, I mean, of course. And <laughs> I, uh, it's one of those things where, so my dating life right now <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> is pretty much very at a standstill um, because it's one of those things where, my family means so much to me. My mm. friends mean so much to me. My craft, my work means so much to mm-hmm. me. And it's not saying that I don't have time to date because we all make time for what we want to make time for. Right. But it's not really a priority of mine right now. Right. And, you know, even my, some of my close friends, they're like, yo, Kyle, we only see you like at events now when you're working. And it's just because I'm focused on the end goal. Mm-hmm. And that's it goes back to my fear. You know, I don't want to get to a point where I'm working so much that I don't have time to cultivate these relationships. But I'm still new to the game. And and I have to be selfish with myself and my craft and be like, look, I can't go to brunch every weekend or I can't go out and turn up, you know, every night if there's not a check being secured, you know, and especially when you're entering this like entrepreneurial lane, like mm-hmm. it's every cent adds up, you yeah. know. So I will say like the great area that I'm still trying to figure out would be, you know, making sure that I have time for personal things such as dating and such as, you know, spending quality time with friends and family. Have you, you know, have you dated before here in New York and have you had that like balance of love and happiness? Child. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got to uh, go there. Like that's a part. We got to go there. <laughs> I have dated here in New York City, which is a struggle. That's another podcast for another day. Another day. Um, And it just takes a lot of work. And the same level of effort that it takes to like literally give your all to your passion. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like, this is another thing, like how we started the conversation out. Like I've been getting a lot more attention more than I'm like actually used to. And I, it's hard for me to read people these days. Mm-hmm. My spirit of discernment normally is really, really high, but lately it's just like, are you here for me or the potential of me and what you see happening? Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I'm kind of like, not so focused on the dating piece because I just don't know who, what, when, or why I should let someone in right now. Right. How do you stay rooted, like, in that spiritual connection or being able to decipher those things or be more informed as you're going into these settings and as you're continuing to elevate your brand um, in this space? I think I was tweeting about it last night, um, disconnecting. Mm. Because... We are set, like we live in a social media based world, and what I do is there's always people involved. Like DJing a party or an event, like you're there to curate vibes for an audience, right? And sometimes it's like I have to go home and just turn my phone off, turn my computer off, mm-hmm. and just like really sit back and think and just be like, okay, yo, Kyle, like what are you doing this week, or like how do you feel? Because being in New York City, it's already a lot that we deal with, right? And then when you're like 
profession is also in the film of like entertainment, right? It's even more. So it's really like disconnecting. And then I make it a point to, you know, go to church. And my spiritual connection has just been like so, I guess, greater than it usually is. Because mm. I'm just like seeking, you know, a lot of answers and just, you know, meditating more. But it's all part of the process. Yeah, I found like uh, spirituality has been, you know, on an ultimate high mm-hmm. for a lot of us here, in New York. <laughs> right? For a lot of us here in New York, because you know we're we're, we're going through those like waves mm-hmm. of like transitions. Whether it's like okay, I want to make sure that what I'm doing in my nine to five or my five to nine yeah, or whatever, whatever I'm doing with my time and energy is really servicing me and my purpose and what exactly. I'm doing. And so I I find like a, a lot of that a lot of us that are um, really forging our own paths have that spiritual connection at an all-time high mm-hmm. now. Um, I wanted to know what had, how has belief, right? So not just belief in God, but how is belief in yourself? Um, how important has that been for you to flourish um, in your your pursuits of happiness and your goals? Um, it's honestly been one of the main factors that's been keeping me going. Um, and I always wasn't super confident. You know, a lot of people always say, you know, somebody probably like, <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> and like a lot of people look at me now and they're like, oh my God, like you're super confident. Like you, like you say something you're going to do, like, and it happens. And I'm just like, you know, that came with a lot of long talks and looking at myself in the mirror and just becoming one with who I am. But it's really, you have to believe in yourself and you have to understand that like what you want out of life is not, you know, so far fetched if you put in the work for it. Right. And, it's more than, you know, getting likes and retweets and people showing up to your events or like liking my mixes and stuff. It's just more so me putting time into the craft and knowing that I'm damn good at it. Right. You know, and it's not being it's not being braggadocious. It's not being conceited. It's just understanding your purpose and like not being afraid to go after it. Right. And how has your like circle of friends help, you know, keep you, you know, that peer accountability we were talking about earlier, right. keep you, you know, on track and in that place and making sure that like, oh, you know, if there's an opportunity, I got you, I'm mm-hmm. going to put you on this place because I feel like you are surrounded with a good group of friends yeah. that uh, ha- cultivate your spirit and your energy in a positive space. And, you know, Will Smith just said this other day on IG about, <laughs> look at the last five okay, text messages yeah. in your phone yeah. and are those people like helping you or they, you know, dimming your flame. And so I wanted to talk to you about kind of like, your personal advisory board and um, being here for six years, how you cultivated the right people in your space in order to really walk in your purpose. So like my friends and my support system here in New York city, like I thank them. I can't thank them enough actually, because my close friends, one are not yes men. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to tell me how it is, whether they think I want to hear it or not. So they're very honest. We're honest with each other. You know, everything that one of us does is like, if we feel as though they can, it can be better the next time, we're going to tell that person that. Or if we see someone slacking, we're going to say that. And I think with when it comes to, you know, using my friends as a network to like really take my career to the next level, Mm -hmm. I've been blessed with so many people that's been able to help out um, from connections that I made within the fashion industry, connections I made while I was here interning or just like when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that work in PR, that work at um, record labels and, you know, fashion houses. So it all makes sense. And I think it's one of those things where they know if I can help them, then mm-hmm. they can pick up the phone or it's a text away and vice versa. Right. You know, I just, and 
that's one thing about my circle. We want to see everyone win. Right. And I don't want to. It goes back to my Go whole fear thing. Fear. I'm about to say, goes back to right. Fear. I don't want to be the only one out of my circle that's at the top because I want to look to my left and my right and my front and my back and be like, yo, like I seen us grind and work our ass off. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, Diddy and Jay, like they've been around each other for like years on years. And now they're at like the pinnacle of their, you know, careers and they're able to celebrate together yeah and, and now they're at a point where they're trying to invest in other other, other yes. people in the community yes know, this black excellence exactly that's going and trying to make sure that we're continuing to pour back into the community mm-hmm. and i also think that it took it took them a while to like yeah see, you know it did the game you know what's going on in just kind of like society and the game and how we've right you know, been positioned yeah. in this society. But now I feel like more than ever, to your point, going back into your to your fear that like we mm-hmm. like we, we need to we rising together, like making sure that we're all pulling each other together and right. holding each other accountable. Like Issa Ray said it best and like I love this quote. She was like, you know, everyone is always worried about networking up when you really should be networking across. Mm-hmm. Because it's like honestly, like I have friends who are photographers, I have friends who are models and like I have friends who are producers and I feel as though if we all come together and work together and collaborate in an effective way, then we each can meet all of our individual goals, mm-hmm. you know, and it can honestly be a lot easier and cheaper because we're not working harder, but we're working smarter. <laughs> like, hello. Hello. Like save a coin. Like, <laughs> exactly. Cause at the end of the day, you can put this in your portfolio. Exactly. You can put this in your portfolio. You can put that in your portfolio. Yep. Like it's helping all of us mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So then the next thing I want to say is like for people who are listening and wanting to, be an entrepreneur or break into an industry like the fashion industry, which is very hard to do, particularly um, here in New York, what I kind of break it up in three B's, brands, business, and bookings. Like, how cool. have you... I like that, okay. Okay. That's going to be a chapter one of your... Like, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, like, how do you... You know, how have you really, like, become an expert with, like, working with brands and getting your business together because you are a brand mm-hmm. too and also making sure that your business whether it's being um pulled on for as a consulting DJing right. um your nine to five and then being booked and like making sure because I feel like making sure all those things are aligned and are like at your best interest because I feel like a lot of us are really figuring it out yeah. right but it's also like the core to being able to like move the way you need to move and granted you're gonna have some some failures at times but you or mistakes at times but you learn from them but like it's really making sure that your business is yeah correct at the core because if it ain't right then it's like we ain't how we gonna yeah i can't help you if you ain't got your stuff in line exactly um how have you kind of worked on those like three buckets of the three b right i like that you know and what advice would you give listeners um who are maybe on the same journey as you i actually spoke on a panel today about um reclaiming our beauty it was about you know, black representation within the fashion and retail spaces. And a lot of the things that we all spoke about, which relates back to how I've been able to really, I guess, finesse and work with different brands and, you know, continue to be booked, is really being authentic. Mm. Um, I'm going to give you Kenneth Carrell on all platforms as Kenneth Carrell. Like, there's no difference with, with me. And, you know, I think it's about remaining professional, but still being yourself and knowing that, Every brand is not going to work with you, and that's okay. 
Right. And I think that so many people today, when they want to be like this whole quote unquote influencer or, you know, they want to be a brand ambassador, whatever that means these days, because it has changed. Um, they feel as though they have to conform their personality with that of the brand that they want to work with. Right. And that's not the tr- the case. All the brands that reach out to me um, have been based on Kenneth Carrell. We want to work with you because of you being Kenneth Carrell. Right. And all of my bookings have come from me being Kenneth Carrell. So it's consistency is being authentic and remaining professional and just knowing that if you're different, it's okay. Like I grew up and I was told I was different all my life and I used to hate that because I didn't know what that meant. I knew when I was in school, I, you know, like would see things differently. And then I started going to a school of the arts, which it became a little bit more familiar to me. Mm. And my parents always like, you always march to the beat of your own drum. And I'm just now realizing what that means. Right. And it's gotten me far. Did you feel like when you were younger, you had to, you, you felt that pressure of wanting to be conform to yes. what is normal? How did you finally embrace that? you know understanding that you're different and not conforming to what everyone else is doing i think in college like going to morehouse like really opened my eyes to so much one you know i was born and raised in north carolina and although like atlanta is the south it's a lot more i guess city-like compared to like where i'm from so there's much more to experience there. So in college, it's just like I was around people from New York. I was around people from D.C. Like just so many different people that brought so many different things to the table. And that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe life is different. You know, right. like, I mean, I would go on a vacation every year with my family because they, they wanted to expose my sister not to different things. But it wasn't until me being around pe- my peers and understanding like, damn, it's OK to like think a different way. And then my transition from Atlanta to New York was like, just be you. And like, people aren't going to always appreciate it, celebrate it, or even understand it. Mm. But if you can go to bed and not lose any sleep at night, then who gives a fuck what they think? Hello. Like, yeah. (laughs) They're losing sleep, not you. Okay. So, you get in. Hello. Eight hours of beauty rest. Good Okay. (laughs) So, so even talking about authenticity, authenticity because you know i feel like now that you know the era of cardi b and tiffany haddish Mm -hmm. and everyone being like authentically themselves i am curious on your opinion about people who are i don't even know if you can try to be authentic but like try to be overly authentic (laughs) where it's like look we get it you know like (laughs) how do you see that line how do you see that line of being like don't like don't not overthink it. don't overthink it don't overdo it just just be just be like how how do you advise people to just be like just be because i feel like we're all like you said in the era of influencers or brand mm-hmm. ambassadors everyone's looking for the tools and the keys to to basically mimic something else that right. someone else is doing so that they can be seen just as you know authentic or inspiring or whatever the case right. may be that they're aiming for and it's like it's it's not there's no tool like there's no tool book for this. Yeah, I think it's really just about living your life um and having people around you that keep you grounded. Mm. And you know, you can have something today that can be gone tomorrow. 
like I was watching Cardi B's Instagram story yesterday and Ugg had sent her some shoes. And she was like, y'all keep sending me free shit because, like, no matter how much money I get, like, I'm going to continue to like free shit. And that's real. That is real. That's so real. And it's just, like, people get a certain amount of followers and, you know, they start to know, be photographed with this person, that person. They think they're, like, this, that, and the third. But little do they know, like, that can be gone tomorrow. And I think when it comes to being authentic, it's just, like, especially when you want to work with, like, different brands. Mm-hmm. Brands are not stupid anymore. You know, it's like they can read through the fakeness. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't know how to speak, con- or conduct yourself during an interview, or you shouldn't be media trained, or, you know, you shouldn't know how to be professional. You should know all those things. But it's also important to remain who you are as a person. Right. Because Remember your morals. Yeah. Because like if you want to co- build this brand, you have to understand that you are the brand. Mm-hmm. And that you're building something based on who you are as a person. So, like, if you're trying to change all of that, you're building something completely different that you don't know. Right. You know, that's going to set you 10 steps back when you can just really live in your truth, be who you are, refine some things, and keep it pushing. <laughs> refine some things. Okay. I like that. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, true. Refining is the key. Right. But we got to, like, refine some things. <laughs> it's okay to do that. Right. So, I guess the next conversation I want to kind of transition over to is more so about how do you define yourself? Like, who is Kenneth Cairo? That's a question that it's it's weird. I was doing this other project where we had to define (laughs) ourselves this past weekend. Like, it was an introduction. And everyone was like, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. And I said that I'm expressive. And I express myself through various forms mm-hmm. of media. And that's whether it's DJing, connecting with people, whether it's speaking on panel discussions, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's, you know, styling a client on a photo shoot. Like, that's how I think that's like the root of who Kenneth Carell is. I don't want to put myself in a box and say I am a DJ because I do more than DJ. Right. I don't want to say that I'm a creative consultant because I do more than consult, you know? And I think that our generation is so caught up on being the next big thing and not really understanding that they can be a couple of things that they're good at if they give time and dedication and focus on those individual things. Mm. I'm not saying like be out, like be out here in these streets and saying that you're like, you know, um, you can do everything when you really can't because you're not giving it time and attention. But just really just be truthful to yourself, like truthful to yourself. Right. And. Yeah, I can't answer your question. I'm I'm expressive. I'm a lot. And right now, the way I express myself, my primary, I guess, avenue of expressing myself is through the music. Right. And through DJing. But I would never sit here and say that I'm one thing over the next because there's various layers of Kenneth Carrell. Correct. And eventually the world will get a taste and understanding of all of those. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Get ready. (laughs) But I feel like you did answer the question, right? In your own way, because I feel like uh, most people define themselves based off of these titles, right? Categories and Mm -hmm. things. And so it's okay to be like, I fit into a number of, there's many layers in me and I fit to different pockets. Right. And that is what it is. Yeah. Hello. Hello. We're talking or not. Bloop. (laughs) So, how do you, so understanding that that's who you are, how do you continue to keep your, Creative juices flowing amongst the noise, right? Amongst the social media, mm-hmm. amongst all these other things. How do you? It goes back to what I said earlier, and I'm planning this right now. Um, disconnecting, 
last night I was so fed up because like I'm working on a few projects and you know when you scroll your timeline or just like go on Twitter it's like so much media at you so fast and it's so easy for us to get sidetracked on what our vision is based on what we see daily Mm -hmm. and for me it's really important especially like when I'm still introducing myself as like a DJ for people to really understand like who Kenneth Kyrell the DJ is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my sound to sound like anyone else. Like, of course you want to get, you know, I'm inspired by this artist or I'm inspired by this DJ. And you may hear that, but at the same time, I don't ever want to be compared to someone else because like, I feel like I'm different. And I say that because sometimes you have to turn everything off and kind of like, you know, recharge yourself to keep it going. Right. Whether that is a social media, um, you know, fasting from social media or just finding ways to just disconnect. It may be temporary or it may be long term. Right. And I'm meditating. It sounds so cliche. I sound like one of those wellness people. But um, <laughs> you ain't me. You don't even know it. You express it. Like, I never thought right. I would be saying this, but it's like I've been meditating more and just like finding my zen and like living in New York City. Just to go to, to the grocery store, we encounter so much that can really throw us off. And it's just like, you got to be focused. Like, on the train, I'll be listening to my gospel, just like zoning everything out. Just, you know, becoming one with me and not my surroundings. Because it, it can fuck you up. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, like people don't understand. They don't get it. This is not normal. No. Like, living in New York is not We live normal. in a bubble. Like, if you live in New York City, we live in a freaking bubble. Like, it's a world within a world. And, and we, you would never understand that until you live here. And we normalize things that would not be normal right. anywhere else. Right. Like, things that we see on the train, we'd be like, oh, that's, oh, that's just... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when my friends come visit me, it's like th- them calling things out. I'm like, damn, I never pay that um, any, like, any attention because it's like so normal to me now. Right. But it's crazy. I love this city, but you really have to be... Um, find some ways to really cope with the craziness. Yeah, because, you know, they say, like, New York City... I remember one of my friends used to say, this is, like, a really lonely city. As much as it's a big big city and there's a lot to do, it's a really lonely city yeah. because at the end of the day, it's, like, it's yeah. so much to do. There are a lot of things going on, but everyone's gravitating towards something because exactly. they don't want to be... Yeah. Alone. It's crazy. I totally get it. Yeah, it's... It's a gift and a curse. I love this city. It's taught me so much. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I will always consider New York City to be like home to me now. You know, I, I wasn't born and raised here and I would never claim New York to be like my birthplace because I love North Carolina. I'm so appreciative of what that has taught me. But I've been here for long enough to realize that like, yo, like I really grew the fuck up in New York City. Like I've experienced things that probably people double my age have not experienced yet. And it's just like... I've seen a lot, and it's made me a better person. Yes. They yeah. say you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Hello. And I and believe we still it. here doing it. Yes, I believe <laughs> it. So, I guess closing off the, wrapping up the podcast, I wanted to ask you, what are your 2018 goals? Where do you see yourself? I'm not even going to give a time, but where do you see yourself? <laughs> I, I, I hate, because sometimes you get time things, and they yeah. don't happen on your time, it happens on God's time. But, Amen. like, where do you see yourself in the near future? Oh, that's great. Near okay. future. Um, it's crazy because a lot of the goals that I had to accomplish in 2018 and beyond, I accomplished in 2017, which is a great thing. But mm-hmm. now it makes me like rethink about my goals and be like, okay, so what next? Mm-hmm. But right now the focus is the music and focusing on that 100%. Um, and just 
traveling more with it. You know, I really want to travel the world and and connect with other people through music. And whether that's, you know, working with an artist on tour, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, DJing a, a show or, you know, I want to get into production soon. Um, yes. But I'm taking baby steps, you know, and continue to just create and express myself, yes. whatever that is. And I'm realizing that one day it may be practicing nonstop in my room. And then the next day it may be at a brand saying like y'all should do this type of photo shoot and it's just it varies with me i'm not going to be specific because i do um i'm all about keeping like some things private as you should and i don't want to put my cart before the horse and i've learned that it's important to not tell everyone your every move because people out here really be plotting so um yeah and be checking for you yeah exactly So, um, but yeah, the focus is the music and I'm just so happy and excited to see where that takes me. Well, I'm excited to see where it takes you too. Like I've been following you on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> First of all, y'all have to follow him on Instagram. Like it's <laughs> the you. best Instagram, not even just Instagram profile, like the stories, Instagram stories, <laughs> like get your life. Okay. I'm trying to get like inspiration, music. You can see that he's very dedicated to his craft. He's very much so grounded Um, in faith um and believe in himself because you gotta be grounded in something 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 okay Okay. (laughs) and so like um it's been a pleasure watching you just even just evolve and continuing to be successful with your craft not just your nine to five and being in fashion but being a creative consultant being a dj really like committing to your craft like it's been an honor to just watch and be like yeah thank you i appreciate and like i appreciate you just being consistent like i don't even remember the first time we met was it Michael? No, Rob- it was Danielle. Had a- oh, it Remember was. At that brand yes. Oh my gosh! Shout out to Danielle. Yeah, that's what but, we're doing today. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. But like, I remember the first time meeting you, and like, just like now, like you're just always consistent. Like you always can light up a room, and I appreciate that. So never change for anybody or anything. Thank you. I appreciate so. that. I'm, I'm, that was like one of my goals, just being consistent. Not just consistent in who I am, but just being consistent in whatever I'm committed to. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing is consistency it is. in general. So I appreciate that as well. No problem. I usually um, close out the show with a quote, and it's not like, you know, usually y'all give y'all deep, deep <laughs> quotes. But this one, I feel like, you know, I always try to find a quote that is tied to uh, the guest's fear. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel like this is as deep, but I think it's very to the point and has been mentioned earlier. Um, As Billy D. Williams simply put, success is nothing without someone you love to share it with. Amen. And I feel like that is as simply yes. put is what you need to know. Yep. So with that, thank you so much, Kenneth, for joining the Fearless Kid podcast. Everyone, I wish a wonderful Friday and go into the weekend with some gems hopefully that you can take from this um, yeah. that will inspire you to keep moving towards your dreams and overcoming your fears and with that it's your girl Fearless Kia and I'm out